Hi there. Welcome back to Become a Calm Mama. I am Darlene and I am excited about this week's episode because I'm going to be talking about gentle parenting. It is one of the most popular hashtags on TikTok and it is really the philosophy that most of the parents that I work with are attracted to. And I want to define gentle parenting, talk about my experience with it. And then we're going to talk about some of the challenges that I experienced personally and that I see with my clients. So what is gentle parenting? Now, gentle parenting, it's really, it's an approach to parenting where you validate your child's emotion while also setting appropriate boundaries for their behavior. Now, if you listen to this podcast, you know that that should sound very familiar, right? I never talk about my parenting philosophy as gentle parenting, but it is, right? This is the parenting philosophy that I practice and I've been teaching for over 10 years. This idea of validating the child's emotion while also setting appropriate boundaries for their behavior. I like to think of it as like your feelings make sense and you have to express those feelings in ways that work for everybody, right? So we're going to validate the emotion. That's what I call connection. And then we're going to set limits around how those feelings are expressed. And that's what I call limit set. And when your children don't stick, stay within those boundaries, then we want to help them learn by having correction, which is really the form of discipline where it's a shame-free and pain-free consequence, where if your child causes a problem for someone else, then they need to fix that problem, right? So you can have all your feelings. You can be very angry, but if you hit somebody because of your big feelings, it causes a problem for that other person. So we want to give your child a chance to fix that mistake. And when we fix that mistake, it actually feels good and we learn from it. So when I was first learning about parenting, it was 15 plus years ago when my oldest, who's about to be 19, when he was uh, four was when I really was struggling with my parenting. And I started to look for support and parenting support, you know, help. And at the time, you know, there was a lot of traditional parenting methods out there, time out, counting to three, you know, taking away privileges. Um, and I was not like opposed to doing those. I just found that they weren't effective, that I, you know, was consequencing my child and his behavior was getting worse and worse and worse. So I was like, well, I don't know what to do. And the way that I was first exposed to this parenting was really in the form at the time it was called compassionate parenting. So instead of calling it gentle parenting, it was called compassionate parenting. And it was looking at your child's behavior through the lens of compassion, seeing their behavior as an expression of their feelings, right? When I say feelings drive behavior, that's the framework we're working from. And that is really the, the foundation of gentle parenting or compassionate parenting. Lately, I've been calling it connected parenting because it kind of makes the most sense to me that 
we are basing our parenting and the way we approach our child based on our connection with them and helping them build a better connection with themselves, right? Learning to regulate their own emotions and have self-compassion. So it's connection with themselves. It's connection with us because practicing gentle parenting helps us feel more connected to our kids and helps them feel more connected to us. And when you have when you teach your kids appropriate boundaries, it actually helps them be better connected to the others, to the world. And they develop those social skills. And that's really what the philosophy is, whether we call it gentle parenting, connected parenting. In the past, this has been called authoritative parenting. It's been called positive parenting. Um, I actually am trained in nonviolent parenting, and that is the same philosophy. So I want you to feel if you love gentle parenting and you're like, yeah, I love gentle parenting, but I want to work with Darlene. Does she do that? Yes, yes, yes. We are all about the gentle parenting around here. And the cool thing when you practice connected parenting or gentle parenting is that it really helps your child learn emotional awareness It helps your child have positive social skills. It helps them learn to communicate. It helps them feel more connected, more confident. They get a healthier self-esteem. Now, I call all of that like the bucket, the result of gentle parenting, the result of connected parenting. I call that result an emotionally healthy adult. That's what we're working on here. That's why we're doing all of this work is to raise emotionally healthy and responsible adults, right? We want them to be responsible for their actions, responsible for their emotions. We want them to know what to do with their feelings. We want them to know how to um, overcome challenging emotions, challenging circumstances, how to speak kindly, right? That is really what we're helping, we're helping raise our kids so that they can regulate their emotions, have respect and empathy for themselves and others, and have healthy and collaborative relationships. This is what we're all doing here. Now, unfortunately, it's hard to do. I have created, you know, the Calm Mama process to help you make it simpler, but it's not easy. I once heard a parenting teacher say, this isn't armchair parenting. And I love that so much because armchair parenting is where you sit in your chair or on the couch or whatever, and you just bark orders at your child, like pick that up, stop hitting him, don't do that, clean, you know, go to bed, brush your teeth, whatever. And you just are saying things without having to get up and engage. That's armchair parenting. And honestly, it is only effective. Like you can only do it that way if you have been um, using fear really to control your kid's behavior. Um, If your kids are afraid of you, then they'll like, you know, listen to you, um, straight off the bat. Now, actually, the cool thing about when you practice gentle parenting or connected parenting is that we do have 
consequences in this model. We do discipline our children. We do train them. We teach them. We just don't use shame or pain as the motivator. We use logic and compassion. And so I don't have to like always emotionally coach my kids because they've been emotionally coached for so many years. They know how to self-regulate their emotions. And they also know that my limits matter. And when I set a boundary, I'm going to follow through on it. And they know that they respect that. And so then they follow directions. They follow what, you know, they keep within the boundaries is how I think of it. So like I said, this isn't armchair parenting. We can get to the point where we have that level of influence over our kids, but it takes effort, especially on the front end. I was just talking to a dad this week and he's like, you're playing the long game, darling, <laughs> with this parenting. And it made me chuckle because yes, like we're putting in a lot of effort here when, you know, whenever you start and we're connecting to them and we're helping with them with their emotions and we're setting a lot of boundaries and setting a lot of limits and following up on those limits. And it is also that we eventually have kids who grow up or who are even teenagers like mine who are able to manage their emotions and regulate themselves and they have a sense of cause and effect and they understand consequences, not my consequences, but that their behavior will have an impact. And so they have to think before they act. So this is why, this is what we're doing. Okay. This is what we're doing. This is why it's amazing and it works and gentle parenting is awesome. The thing is, like I said, it's not easy. There are a couple of, there are three hurdles that I see parents encounter when they try to do gentle parenting. And I want to go through these hurdles with you. And you can start to see, like, if you are, if your ideal is gentle parenting and your ideal is connectedness with your kids and connected parenting, and you keep finding yourself either absolutely losing your shit and screaming at them, like you're calm, you're calm, you're calm. And then you're like, just go right now. Like, you know, you just like lose it. Okay. If you find yourself in that pattern or you find yourself in the permissive pattern where you're like, they don't listen to me, forget it. I don't know. I'm just going to like, you know, threaten to take away their devices and repeat myself 14 times and um, you know, you're throwing out consequences, you're throwing out bribes, you're st- trying sticker charts, you're doing all this stuff and it's just like not working. And deep down you're like, wait, I'm trying to do the gentle parenting thing and it's not working. Okay, I'm going to help. I'm going to tell you, tell you why it's not working. So the first challenge, the hurdle that I see is that parents, this is like the number one. This is like the main thing why gentle parenting is hard. And it is because it is very hard for you, the parent, to stay calm in the midst of misbehavior. Like if your child is melting down, if they're screaming, if they're hitting, if they're outright refusing to listen to you, if, you know, you've, you've repeated yourself and they're not doing what you say to do to them, In the gentle parenting, in the connected parenting model, in my model, the calm mama model, what you want to do is pause and go and ask them like, what's going on? Are you okay? Why are you so upset? And offering them some words. Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling hurt? 
Are you feeling disappointed that it's time to leave? We actually pause and we go connect in the midst of the misbehavior. That is so difficult. (laughs) It's really easy to be compassionate when someone is like outright crying, you know, or something like that. Not always, but it's easier to find compassion. I remember Lincoln was so angry and so aggressive and I was like, if he would just cry, it would be so much easier for me to see him as feeling hurt. It would be so much easier for me to have compassion for him. But instead, his hurt feelings showed up as aggression. And I just found, I was super triggered by it. I had a trauma trigger from my own childhood. And I had a um, like stress response, just purely like, this is, you know, crazy to be around someone who's screaming and hitting you, right? So when I was first teaching gentle parenting, I did not call it that, but you know what I'm talking about. When I was first teaching this parenting philosophy around compassion, and and even when I started to teach limit setting, you know, parents were like having incredible results. The truth is, if you pa- practice gentle parenting and you practice strong limits, you will 100% see a massive improvement in the way your kids behave and the way you feel about your parenting and it is an incredible result. And that is what happens when with my program. But when I first started teaching it, I just taught those. I taught connect and limit set. Incorrect. And parents would come and they'd say, oh my God, Darlene, it's so amazing. I'm having so many amazing results. I love it so much. But the only thing is, when I, I can't even remember half the time what I'm supposed to be saying. I can't remember what I'm supposed to be doing. And I was like, why are they not remembering What is going on that is preventing them from, you know, showing up as the parent that they want to be? And I realized it is absolutely because of their own dysregulation, their own inability to calm themselves in the middle of misbehavior. And that is when I started to actively teach those calm tools. All of those tools that I teach you about calming your own nervous system, about stress and teaching you about your brain and, you know, everything that I teach you about processing negative emotion and how, how to feel your feelings and how to take care of yourself and how to move your body, all of those tools that I put under the umbrella of calm, I created those because of this particular obstacle. I am not in the business of just making moms feel good. <laughs> I love that that is an amazing result. But I'm actually a parent educator and parent coach because I want you to help your children learn what to do with their feelings. I want you to help your kids become emotionally healthy. It's like really your children are kind of my client because I want to give you the skills and tools so that you can teach them so they can grow up and have like an amazing life. Like that's my hope. But the obstacle of your, you know, your feelings is we got to deal with that first, right? That's why I'm always talking about calm. That's why this is called become a calm mama. That's why my program is all based on calm is I know that when you are calm, when you're regulated, you are 100% more capable of being the gentle parent that you want to be. So that's like the main hurdle 
so if you're struggling with gentle parenting, you're struggling with being a compassionate, connected parenting parent, then what I'm guessing is that this might be one of your hurdles is staying calm, how to regulate yourself. And 100%, honestly, in the Emotionally Healthy Kids course, like the first four weeks, maybe more, are all about you and how to calm yourself. It's just the foundation of my programs is you and your emotional regulation. Okay. Now, not every parent loses their shit with their kids. And that is amazing. But there are other reasons why you might not be able to show up as the gentle and connected parent that you want. The second hurdle that I see is that oftentimes parents don't know how to help their kids express their feelings in appropriate ways. So it's like you can see that your child is sad or you can see that they're angry. Like you're attuned, you're connected, you have compassion for them, you get it and it makes sense, right? Like you're in that curiosity, you're in that compassion but you don't know what they are, how to teach them what to do with those feelings. I don't blame you. I mean, it's not like you became a parent and at the same time became like a child educator or a teacher of little children. You know, how, how would you know how to give your kids skills to emotionally regulate themselves, how to self-soothe, how to calm themselves, what to do with their feelings? For one, most of us don't know what to do with ours. But then even if we do, what, how do you do that with a seven-year-old? Like what's a seven-year-old supposed to do when they're sad? That can be confusing. It can, you know, be difficult. And so what ends up happening is that you might almost be indulged. It might feel like you're indulging in the feelings, but without teaching your kids any skills. That's just a gap that you have. It's not because like you're an overly permissive parent. Maybe you are. Maybe their feelings make you feel really uncomfortable and you don't like them and you feel like you need to rescue them and it just upsets you so much. That goes back to staying calm, right? Calm is not just the absence of yelling. It's actually feeling 100% okay with your children's emotions. But even... If you are okay with them, it's hard to know what to do. And that's where all of the emotional coaching tools come into play that I teach in the, in the course, in the Emotionally Healthy Kids course. You, I give you like oh, maybe like a hundred different ideas and then you create your own Calm Kid Toolkit. I even have a tool in the course that's called the Big Feeling Basket. And it's all about giving your kids like a basket full of different things that they can do with their feelings and teaching your children, actually actively teaching them how to regulate their emotions. So that's what, if you're struggling, that's probably maybe one of your gaps is like, oh, you're so sad. Well, this is, don't hit your sister. Instead, do blank. Like you might not know what blank is. So if that's you, you probably want to be in the course um, because I'm going to like really help you understand how to become your kid's emotional coach, at least the foundation of it. And then you're in the Calm Mama Club for a whole year. So you get to practice 
And so you join the course, it's three months. That's when you're actively learning everything. And then you have nine additional months where you're in my club and you get to practice and then come back and get support either in the Facebook group or, you know, join, come to the weekly coaching calls or email me or whatever. And then I'll like, okay, problem solve and, and help you with your particular kid. It's actually one of my, um, super, super strengths. Like, I don't know my, um, like superhero strengths is to understand where your kid is coming from. I'm really good at putting your child in a narrative. That's why I like to be in the class with you for those three months because I get to know you. I get to know your dynamic and who you are and your kids and where, what, who they, like what they struggle with. And then when you come, you know, then we stay together for the whole year. And when you say like, oh, hey, Johnny, is acting like this, I'm like, oh, probably what about school? And what about this thing that we talked about last time? And I'm able to build a narrative so that you understand how to help your, how to coach your kid. So I kind of coach your kid through you. So it's really powerful. That's another reason why you want to be in my, in my group, because I get to know your kids and your family. I even get to know your, your partners. And, you know, it's just a a cool thing that a cool benefit of being um, taught by me. Okay, the third hurdle that I see in parents who are trying to parent their kids using gentle and connected parenting, the first one is their own calm, right? They can't get calm. The second one is that they don't know how to help their kids with their feelings. The third is that I see parents really struggle with how to set boundaries. I call them limits in my program but they are the same, right? So how to set limits with your kids without yelling, repeating, bribing, or threatening. Like I said in the beginning, if you're not using fear or manipulation to get your kids to listen, it can be really confusing of like, well, how do I get them to listen? And when you, when you were when that is a struggle for you, it's probably because you don't know how to set a limit in a way that makes the consequence logical. And then you get stuck. So you're like, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. I said, brush your teeth or brush your teeth. Come on. Oh, you're sad. You don't want to brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. I'm going to brush. If you don't brush your teeth or else. Right. And then you end up in that, um, that yelling model. So instead, in my program, you learn to say like, hey, I'm happy to brush to um, read books to you tonight as long as you brush your teeth before the timer goes off. And then the timer goes off and they're like, oh, so sad, no books. You're like genuinely sad, by the way. It's not like you're just like, oh, poor you. You're like, no, it sucks because then you can't do all the snuggles and stuff. But it's more logical. It's like there's no more time to do this because you took too long brushing your teeth. And you can have compassion. You can be sad for them. And so it's a consequence model that is shame-free, punishment-free. Punishment is with, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to create pain in you. It's like different. What I'm teaching is because it's more logical and a little bit more natural of like, this happens, then this happens. It's not this happens because you're a bad kid, so now I'm going to do this to you. That is a shame-based, punishment-based model. 
So it's confusing. That's just the thing. It's like, how do you set boundaries? How do you set limits? And how do you do it in a way that you don't end up bribing and threatening and, you know, doing that like or else model? So what what happens is that parents then feel really bad because they're yelling at their kids and they're like, but I'm supposed to be a gentle parent and I can't get my kids to listen and I said it so nicely and they're still not listening. What am I doing wrong? And yeah, well, what is happening is that you're not setting limits in a way that actually teaches your kids to think. And that's what I teach in my class is how to get kids to think. So these hurdles that I just talked about, these three hurdles, they're the same ones that I struggled with when I was doing this, when I was first starting to practice gentle parenting 15 years ago. And that's when I was like, I am going all in on this parenting thing. Like I need to figure out how to overcome these hurdles because I want to be that parent. I want to be kind and calm and connected and gentle. And I want to raise kids who are responsible. And so that's when I started to like figure it out and I cracked the code on gentle parenting. I realized, no, we have to have connection. That's the gentle part. But we need to have calm first, connect second, limit set, and then have correction. And that's what I've been teaching. So you can learn how to become the gentle parent that you want to be. You really can. All it takes is learning these tools to overcome those hurdles. And in the Emotionally Healthy Kids course, you get the parenting tools that you need to validate your kids' emotions, teach them better ways to express their emotions, set boundaries, all while staying calm and staying connected to your kids without losing your shit. So if you want to be, to practice gentle parenting and you are struggling with how to actually do it, then the Emotionally Healthy Kids course is the right fit for you. It is the course where you get that foundation, the, the foundation that you want for the how. How to give your kids the tools they need to deal with their emotions. How to deal with your own emotions. How to set boundaries. How to do a shame-free uh, consequence model. So the... Why I'm talking about this a lot right now is because the doors are open for the spring session. So right now, registration is open for the spring 2023 group. We start March 15th, 2023, and we it runs through um, three months, but we have to take one week off because of spring break. So we go from March 15th to June 7th. We're meeting on Wednesdays, 11 Pacific. I'm trying to pick different times for each cohort so that maybe you work on th this last one was on Thursdays. Maybe you work Thursdays. So you wanted a different day. Um, the last one was at Thursdays at nine. So this one's Wednesdays at 11 Pacific. Just trying to change it up. If you have a specific time where you're like, Darlene in the summer, can you please do it at whatever time? Tell me I will. Um, and so that class starts March 15th, runs through June 7th, meets on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific. So that's if you're mountain, it's, that means it's 12 p.m. If you're in central, it's 1 p.m. If you're in eastern, it's 2 p.m. 
I know it's a little late for your Eastern parents, but hopefully you can get it in before um, school gets out. How much does it cost? It's $999. There's a payment plan, so you can pay $333 a month for three months. And if you pay in full, you get two bonus private sessions with me, um, two one-hour sessions, a lot of a lot of time with me. Um, so I encourage you to register. You go to www.calmamacoaching.com. It's in the menu, the Healthy Kids course, and you can sign up right then. Uh, the doors are open now and they close on Sunday, close on Monday of this week. Um, so if you're listening to this episode right when it comes out, you're going to want to pop over there. If you're listening to this episode and it's like past the deadline, like it's, you know, like the following week, um, you can message me, see if you can still get in. I am going to like officially close the, the doors of the course because I don't want new people coming in in the middle. Um, but you can always get on the wait list for the next one. So the next one will be in the summer. I think that one starts like around June 19th and, um, yeah. Okay. So that's about the course. If you aren't sure if this is a good fit for you, you can always schedule a consultation call with me and I'll answer any questions you have about it and help you decide. And you can also get the link for scheduling a call with me on that same, um, the same place on the, on the info page for the course, there is a place where you can book a call. Okay. Now for this week, this is what I want you to be doing. I want you to be thinking about, not even thinking. I don't even want you to think. Don't think. I want you to be noticing yourself and noticing when you don't show up as the parent that you want to be, when you're not practicing whatever you call it, gentle parenting, calm parenting, connected parenting, if you're not doing the thing you want to do, I want you to try to figure out why. Just notice first, oh, I didn't show up the way I wanted to. And then you can ask yourself, is it because I was overwhelmed? Is it because I didn't know how to help my kid with their feelings? Or is it because I didn't set a good boundary or limit here? Those are the questions you're going to be asking yourself this week. And um, if you always, if you want help, you can message me on Instagram. You can reply to, if you get the emails, you can reply to the email that comes to the inbox. You need help. I'm here for you. I love talking to parents. It's like my favorite. All right. I wish you the best week as you head off and into your gentle parenting dreams. And um, please be gentle with yourself this week. All right. I will see you next time. Have a great week.